Hello, RCC members. Dr. Peter here. Welcome to the Interconnections Talk for week 36 in the RCC. Last week, in week 35, we were discussing unburdening our protectors. We're shifting gears, and this week, week 36, we are getting in touch with polarized parts. Polarizations. Polarizations is a really important topic. Richard Schwartz writes, quote, when parts become frozen in the past, take on burdens, and assume leadership, their internal relations shift from harmony to conflict. This is because one extreme generates another, as does the uneven distribution of resources, influence, and responsibilities in the system. The polarized parts continually confirm their negative assumptions about each other, with each part becoming more extreme to counter or defeat the other. Thus, in the absence of effective leadership, polarizations escalate. That's from page 40 of his book, Internal Family Systems, second edition with Martha Sweezy. We're going to unpack all of that. So if you didn't get that the first time around, that's okay. We're going to be talking about these internal conflicts. When something happens in your life that destabilizes your system, your parts will try to restore some kind of pseudo-balance, and that's when they can lock into conflict and opposition with each other. Richard Schwartz tells us that, quote, the length and difficulty of treatment in IFS is governed not by symptom severity, but by the degree of polarization, distrust, and self-leadership, and the client's level of burdening. What he's saying is that it's not so much how severe the symptoms are, but how polarized are the parts? How much do they trust the self or not trust the self? And how much burdening of parts is there? All right, so let's rewind a little bit. Let's go back to last week, what we covered in week 35 about unburdening our protectors. We'll do a quick review. Again, I'm stressing how important it is for you to work wherever you happen to be in this whole process. Not all of you may be ready for everything that I offer in these interconnections talks, and that's okay. Last week, we discussed how the burdens that protectors bear are different than the burdens of exiles. Protectors' burdens are the extreme protective roles that they take on within your system. Once an exile is unburdened, and we talked about that in week 34, once an exile is unburdened, it's important to integrate that whole new state of affairs with the rest of your internal system. So that may mean introducing your protectors to the unburdened exile, inviting those protectors to see how different your exile is now that it's been unburdened. We want to check out how each protector feels about the work that's been done with the exile. We want to find out if your protectors now understand that their protective roles are no longer necessary because the exile has been unburdened. Protectors often have concerns about giving up their roles, even though those roles were very burdensome. It gave them meaning to their existence. So they often are wondering, what am I going to do now? And protectors are sometimes really aware of what's been going on with the exile. They're really on top of how the exile has been unburdened, and then it's possible for the protector to become spontaneously unburdened himself or herself. That frequently happens. Sometimes the protector is willing to spontaneously unburden as soon as the exile is unburdened. 
the protector intuitively seems to know that the extreme protective role that he or she has taken on is no longer necessary. However, sometimes a protector may want or need some help with unburdening, and in this case, the burden is is the extreme protective role itself, and we discussed that at length last week. I'm not going to review all of that. We want to move on to the new material, and today we're talking about working with polarized parts. I'm drawing from pages 141 to 145 of our self-therapy workbook by Bonnie Weiss. That's the first part of chapter 22, and also from chapter 11 of Internal Family Systems Therapy, second edition by Richard Schwartz and Martha Sweezy. That chapter is titled, quote, Changing Protector Polarizations, end quote. So let's start by defining our terms. What is a polarization. What is a polarization? Schwartz and Sweezy define a polarization as, quote, a state in which two members or two groups in the same system take opposing views and conflict or compete. They each grow increasingly extreme out of fear of the other side taking over and can thereby obscure the self of the system. According to Bonnie Weiss, quote, two parts are polarized when they are in conflict with each other and each part feels that it needs to be extreme in order to counter the other part's extreme feelings or actions, end quote. All right, so when we are talking about polarizations, we're talking always about more than one part. We're talking about two parts, at least, and they are in conflict they are in tension about a specific decision or a specific course of action, some specific theme where they disagree. The critical thing to remember about polarization is that polarized parts are acting in compensatory ways. What does that mean? Well, polarized parts are in active opposition to each other, and one part is doing what he or she is doing to counteract what the other part is doing and vice versa. They're compensating for each other. It's not just a plain conflict. The parts are directly countering each other over a specific decision or a specific course of action. We're not just talking about two parts that might not like each other or two parts that might just hold different opinions. These parts are in active polarization. They're in active conflict. They are waging a battle about a particular topic and trying to stop each other from what the other wants to do or the course of action that the other, the other part wants to take. Dick Schwartz borrows this image of a sailboat from Paul Watzawick. This image of a sailboat, the sailboat represents the entire self-system with the polarized parts being on opposite sides of the boat working hard to make sure the boat doesn't tip over. So on one side, on the port side, there is one polarized part and that part is leaning way out on the port side. And then there's another part on the starboard side also leaning way out. The further out the polarized part on the port side leans, the further out the polarized part on the starboard side will also lean. Why? Because they're both afraid the boat will capsize if they move away from those extreme positions. Let's go to an example to illustrate this. So let's say 
that you are considering having a very difficult conversation and maybe even a family intervention with your aging father. Your father is no longer able to live independently in his house without help. He's too forgetful. He's too confused. His judgment is becoming too erratic. He's not safe in the kitchen. So there's need for either substantial in-home care or to move him to some other residence in with one of the kids, one of your siblings, in with you, or maybe to an assisted living facility, someplace where there can be substantial support. Now, let's say that one part of you is an avoider part. This avoider part is very frightened of your father, very frightened of his anger and how uncooperative he can be. This part has seen your father's anger, his unpredictability since you were very young, and it just wants no part of that. And let's say that on the other side of this polarization is your Catholic standard bearer. Your Catholic standard bearer wants to do what's right in order to be good and to be acceptable to God to avoid God's displeasure. Now, remember, both parts are trying to protect you. Your avoider has this single focus on protecting you from the verbal tirades of your father that activate shame in your exiles. And your Catholic standard bearer is trying to protect you from God's disapproval and displeasure and maybe even God's wrath if you don't live up to the fourth commandment to honor your father. So your avoider part is leaning way out on the port side of your sailboat, pushing hard for you to just get away from dad, leave him to his own devices, protect yourself from his anger and his vitriol. This part is not worried about God or the fourth commandment or any of that. This part just wants you to be physically and emotionally safe from dad. Your avoider part fears that letting up on the efforts to avoid the conversation about care and moving would lead to that conversation or intervention happening. And if that conversation happened, this avoider part is afraid that there would be terrible consequences. Dad would thunder, he would get belligerent, he would threaten, he would hate everybody, and he would make you feel like you were a useless, worthless, stupid, disobedient, and selfish child who just wants to get his inheritance. But at the same time, but at the same time, your Catholic standard bearer is leaning way out over the starboard gunnel of your sailboat, pushing you very hard to confront the situation and to take care of your father, regardless of the personal costs. Your standard bearer isn't so worried about how dad activates your shame, agitates your system, how he can lead you to be destabilized. Rather, your Catholic standard bearer is trying to follow a code of conduct designed to please God, or at least... Make yourself not get rejected by God. This Catholic standard bearer part is trying to save you from hell and from God's anger. And that part fears that softening or relaxing would capsize the boat in the direction of negligence. Letting dad die in his home with dire moral consequences and a fear that you would then be guilty of his death. The more your avoidant part procrastinates and distances from the situation, the more your Catholic standard bearer part rides you and criticizes you and cajoles you and threatens you to, quote, do something, end quote, for dad, whether he wants it or not. That is a polarization, right? And it's a polarization around a particular topic, right? That the topic is that conversation, maybe that family intervention about dad's living arrangements, Now, you can see how much internal energy goes into maintaining polarizations and how those polarizations can be inherently unstable. 
polarizations can escalate quickly over little things. Remember, these polarizations are dynamic, they are changing, and for a while, one part might seem to really dominate, for a few minutes or a few hours or maybe a few decades, but then the other part may rise to the surface and dominate. Remember that both parts in a polarization are wanting what is best for you. But polarized parts have a very narrow vision, and they have very specific agendas that do not take into account the whole picture. The means that polarized parts use may be really maladaptive and really harmful to you and to other people. But polarized parts don't have a sense of what else they could do, and they feel that if they don't hold their extreme positions, your sailboat would capsize and you'd be lost. Also, each polarized part holds qualities, skills, perspectives, and talents that are so important for you when that part is not extreme. And furthermore, we're not just seeking a ceasefire or some kind of what Bonnie Weiss calls a bland compromise between the parts, some kind of negotiated settlement. We want much more than that. We want the parts to be led and guided by your innermost self and in that right relationship with self for the parts to appreciate and to value each other, to cherish each other, to understand each other's good intentions, and to learn to relate in a cooperative and collaborative way. Then you will have all the benefits of all your parts, all your parts' resources and talents and gifts and skills and perspectives, all that goodness will be available to you. Then you will be working with more of a whole heart. And this is much better and much more satisfying to your parts. Now, a quick review. Managers are the more strategic, proactive, organized, and forward-thinking parts. They generally handle the day-to-day -day operations and responsibilities in our lives in order to keep things going. They work to keep the exiles at bay in a, pro in a proactive way so that the pain and distress of exiles do not overwhelm us. Examples that Bonnie Weiss gives of these managers include the achiever, the judge, the inner critic, the housekeeper, and the good boy or the good girl. Firefighters come up in emergency situations. They are reacting to situations with very little consideration about the long-term impact of actions. They respond reactively to the reality or the potential for exiles to break through protective defenses and overwhelm your system with their distress and pain. Firefighters are all about distracting you from the exile's intensity. Thus, they can seem very impulsive, irrational, even foolhardy. Bonnie Weiss notes that firefighters are often less verbal and harder to negotiate with. However, firefighters respond well to hope. Once a firefighter begins to believe that you as the innermost self understand why that firefighter does what, it, does what he does or does what she does, and that you as the innermost self could offer alternatives to what the firefighter already has, then the firefighter becomes hopeful and more willing to cooperate. Managers respond to thoughtfulness and to reason. Managers usually have more mature verbal skills. They can talk about the situation and, and they can talk about their strategies. They may be more open to negotiating plans. Firefighters tend to be more oriented toward excitement and intensity. Now, there are a number of different places where you can recognize polarizations. One of them is at your trailheads, right? Trailheads are great places to discover polarizations. Often the trailhead itself reflects polarized relationships among parts where battles are happening over difficult decisions or actions. Fear. Fear is also a place to discover polarizations. Often one protector is afraid of what another protector would like to do, or one protector is afraid of what an exile would do if it breaks free. 
the uh, that the fear was an was an indicator in our example, right? We have a manager avoider part that was terrified that the Catholic standard bearer would call that meeting with your father and all kinds of terrible consequences would follow. Your manager, Catholic standard bearer part, was afraid that your manager avoider would press that there never be a meeting, leaving your father to die alone and helpless in his current home, and then you would be at fault. Both of these parts are protectors. Both are trying to keep you safe and secure. They have different foci. They have a different way of going about this, and they have limited vision. Any internal battle within you could reflect a polarization. Now, polarizations can also be among groups of parts, two teams of parts, for example. And going back to our sailboat image, the parts on team A are leaning way out on the port side and the parts on team B are leaning way out on the starboard side. Richard Schwartz writes that, quote, polarizations also generate coalitions with one lead part forming alliances that unite in opposition to or in competition with another lead part and its allies, end quote. So sometimes we'll find ourselves working with two teams of parts at the same time. So let's review some general principles of working with polarized parts. We'll get into the specific steps of how to work with polarized parts next week in week 37. Today, we're discussing the general principles of polarizations and how to resolve them. First, when you are working with polarized parts, it's really important that you, from a place of recollection, be genuinely, be genuinely interested in getting to know the part or parts on each side of the polarization. So you got to be in self. You got to be recollected, especially when you're working with polarized parts. If you notice that you were taking sides in the polarization, that means you're blended with a part that is actively polarizing with some other part. One way to check this out is to assess your level of curiosity about all the parts in the polarization. That can tell you how recollected and in self you are. Curiosity is a very important C that can give you clues about how blended you are. Compassion is another C that can provide insight into how blended you are in the moment when you are working with polarized parts. Do you have compassion for all of the parts in the polarization? Your innermost self needs to be the captain of your sailboat with enough presence and leadership to gain the trust of all the sailors, your parts. It's important to consider whether you are in a social or family or living situation that is dangerous. If your external circumstances are not safe, it's better to work on achieving external safety first before doing the kind of inner work with your parts around depolarization. When you are working with polar, working with polarized parts involves the following. First, like we said, being recollected in self, then noticing the polarity, then connecting with the parts that are involved to find out how they activate each other. Next, understanding each part's fears about what would happen if they stopped resisting the other part. Richard Schwartz knows that the underlying problem is always a legacy burden or the emotional suffering of an exile in a personal burden. It's always a burden there, though. Then, in general, we work to help the polarized parts reduce their extreme positions at the same time, conjointly, together, letting your innermost self lead and guide the process. 
We're going to invite those parts to come into the sailboat little by little to move together to reduce the fear of the sailboat capsizing. Once polarized protectors are sufficiently unblended and depolarized, access to the burdened exile that they protect can be granted and the exile can be relieved of its burden, healed, and the polarized protectors can embrace new healthy and productive roles in your system. And one useful approach is the conference table technique, and I will discuss that at length next week in week 37. In working with polarities, remember, we are not invested in determining which part is in the right and which part is in the wrong. Instead of praising and blaming polarized parts, we are working to understand them deeply and to find out what is leading them to polarize in this way. We ask what would happen if they stopped doing their jobs. We, would, we want to get involved in resolving the underlying problem, which is the, the, the burden of the exile. And the resolution of that burden then will drain the fuel from that polarization, making that polarization no longer necessary in your system. Parts work is a great way to increase your internal sense of peace. I really like Father Jacques Philippe's book, Searching for and Maintaining Peace. When we get to the advanced RCC experience, after we're done with this first year, you'll be invited into year two. I will be bringing in parts of that book as we work more in the realm of where human formation meets the spiritual life. Okay, so get your parts journal handy, or at least some pencil and paper, we're going to enter into the experiential exercise on identifying and connecting with polarized parts.